Hello, and welcome to episode 222 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are talking uh, March of the Machines uh, cards today. Hopefully this is the whole March of the Machines pre-set, I don't know, set review, that's the word I was looking for. But it might be a two-parter because we're old and easily become tired. Yeah, we have, uh, I think we've got like 50 or 60 cards to get through, so I wouldn't Whew. I wouldn't count on this being all tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> Might bleed into next week. Part, part one today. Um, well, technically part one was last week. Yeah, part, part one was somehow our, our limited set. Yeah. And if you listen to the pod, you got the very first ever, like, Brian Arata of what he was about to say <laughs> when we talked about Halo Forger. Brian from the future came in and was like, "Okay, I've done, I've done more Twitter reading. Uh, I was yeah. wrong. The first Twitter reading I did was wrong. So, but um, yeah, so we're gonna talk we about that. Out, yeah, we got to straighten out. But if you wanna uh, get at us on social media, tell us. Uh, I don't think we missed any cards. If we got fifty cards, we got like." Uh, a si- like a sixth of the set. I don't think we missed yeah. any, but if you want to get us about your thoughts of the cards, all those links are in the description below. Check all those out. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. That's right. That's a new link. So don't use the old one anymore because it doesn't work. We've um, got to fix the email address at some point. Yeah, there's a lot of things we have to do, and we probably should have talked about that in the pre-show when we didn't, so maybe, maybe next week I'll try and remember to put that on the docket. <laughs> Professional um, podcasters. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, if you're going to buy any singles from um, anything really but the new set, head on over to TCG Player. They got pretty good prices, usually quick shipping. Uh, that's where I typically order from anyway. Um, and if you use our TCG player affiliate link, then you can help support the show at the same time. Navigate on over to TCG player using that link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. And then anything you purchase after that, we will get a kickback for help keep the show going, pay all our fees. Mm -hmm. And we're, uh, seems like we're accumulating more fees lately. So we would appreciate it if you use the link. Boo fees. The other way you can support us is directly through Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get early access to some kind of tidbits for the show. I usually put the show notes out on uh, the show notes and our pre-show get published to Patreon on Wednesday. Um, So you get about another hour of content out of us in our pre-show where we talk about just kind of whatever, whatever's going on in our lives whatever is going on with magic whatever whatever but you get to listen to it um and like i said you get uh get to take a peek at our show notes so you know what we're going to be talking about the following week and then patrons also get put on my mailing list for when i have givebacks to send out to you guys um if any of that sounds good or you just feel like supporting the show we would appreciate it if you went to patreon.com slash casual mtg and you chip a couple bucks bucks in yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're accumulating fees lately, so No good. All the help we can get. Not good at all. Yep. Um 
Yeah, so we should probably get into this, huh? Yeah, I'll, uh, since we didn't talk about it in the pre-show, um, I will preface this by saying we have a lot of cards to get through. So if you feel like some of these aren't particularly interesting to you and you want to skip them, raise a hand, holler at me, whatever, and we will... Okay. We can skip them. Flail arms wildly. Yeah. No, no, no. Not that one. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see Brian flailing his arms wildly. Yes. Wacky inflatable arm guy. I've been called worse. Yep. Me too. All right. So. Ready to get into this? Let's go. I am uh, prepared. All right. First up, we have white cards. We're going to lead with Archangel Elspeth. Two white white for four loyalty. Uh, Legendary Planeswalker Elspeth. Plus one is create a 1-1 white soldier token with lifelink. Minus two is put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. It becomes an angel in addition to its other types and gains flying. And minus six is return all non-land permanent cards with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, so I was looking... Uh, so on one hand... This is kind of Elspeth Knight Errand, mm-hmm. right? Like the plus, same mana cost, same loyalty, same plus one as uh, Elspeth Knight Errand, except for mm-hmm. this one, Archangel, Archangel Elspeth, the token has lifelink. Mm-hmm. All that to say that Elspeth Knight Errand has been playable in like seven years, eight years. Right. Um, now granted that like it's limited to kind of like modern, mm-hmm. but I don't know if this has enough oomph in modern magic to, to get the job done. And L Smith's like jump ability, uh, is only, is uh, L Smith knight errand was only till end of turn, but it was also right. a plus one. Yeah. I mean, this is permanent. Yeah. I kind of want to look like. It just feels like they hate paper magic because, like, and it just gains flying, not a flying token or counter, just now it flies. Yep. Like, and and is an angel. Yeah, like, how how do I track this? It's a great question. Like, this just seems like... You remember back in... uh... Was it the winter of Oko or the fall of Oko? People were making those custom like elk tokens that you could see through to like overlay on a card. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when people made the like custom zombie tokens for, for Scarab uh, God? For Scarab God, yeah. when it was like this is hard to track. Yeah. Like this just seems like impossible to track. Yeah. Like, are there uh, um. Uh, yeah, I, I was checking Oracle, uh, our gatherer. Yep, second ability, till the creature leaves the battlefield, has no duration. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was a typo or something. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you're not tracking this. You only play on Arena anyway, you idiots. So, <laughs> so no, you don't. Like, I well, I mean, have a- Maybe if it's not particularly playable, it doesn't matter. I thought this card was good. Like, 
I don't know. It's like the white decks don't want. I don't think the white decks want this, and I don't know what other deck like would want this. Like, it's not going to see eternal format play. I don't think. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, it's not I really mean, archetypal for the current white decks. Yeah. No, I did. Uh, I think Christos in our Discord was like, "This would be awesome," and like, it's a sideboard card for like Grease Fang. Mm-hmm. Like plus plus alt and get your Grease Fang back. Oh yeah, that's cute. So like, it's a it's a source of bodies, and then you just get to be like, "Wee!" and I get you get to do your thing. Yeah. So like that's interesting. Um, I wonder if they're gonna be good people and make just a one one angel. They can get with flying. They can get two plus one counters. So you just swap your uh, soldier. Uh, yeah, probably not. You could use uh, the one from Modern Horizons though. Okay, but this would need to be. Oh, a... I guess that that wouldn't be legal though because it's an actual card. Yeah, but it would need to be like a 1-1 one, one flying angel with lifelink. Oh, yeah, I think that it, one's vigilant. Yeah, because this doesn't lose lifelink. Yeah. That And mm. that you can put plus one, plus one counters on. Yeah. Make the token, wizards. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I could make a token. Done. I think we have our <laughs> Patreon give back. Okay, this card has to be huge. Best card. Everyone needs to buy four copies so we can make a token for it. Um, you got a lot of tokens to give up before I'm ready for one one angels with flying and lifelink. Fair. <laughs> um, I, I and, think it, well, it doesn't lose soldier either, so it'd be a angel soldier. With oh yeah. In addition to an angel, just the longest token. Yep. Just the longest. Um. I think it's probably a decent standard card. Mm. Right. But like I don't know if it has like a home. Right. Yeah. It's not going to it replace the Wandering Emperor until rotation. That's so like correct. it's not playable until October or September yeah. or whatever. Um and like the aggressive white decks don't want any part of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is very different than Wandering Emperor, though. Oh, Wandering it, it Emperor is. is like a removal spell that then turns into a Planeswalker, and this is not that at all. No. No, but, like, if you have, like, a four-mana... If you have a spot in your deck for a four-mana um, pl- white Planeswalker, right, I think you would rather, even in, like, the aggressive creature decks, would rather have something that is a removal spell... That then yeah. pumps out tutus, and it makes them hard to block. Where mm-hmm. as opposed to you just have a thing that like, now granted, I guess you can win games if you go like, uh, what is it called, the, the O four the star four. Rede- not Redain. you know, uh, the star four that makes a one 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 of the attacks and has power equal oh, to the number yeah, of. Oh yeah, 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 Ad- Adelaine. Adelaine. Right, like if you yeah. like play Elspeth and then you like Adelaine your thing, mm-hmm. or then hit your Adelaine and it's just huge and flying. Yeah. Also, 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 all of the things that you target become angels as well. So now your Adelaine's an angel. That's true. 
like untrackable nightmare. Yeah. Um. So, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a cyborg card in the white decks because like the ultimate would then like get back all the stuff that like. Well, not that Rav's now put cards in graveyards, but in yeah. theory, if you got Raft, like, I don't know, some red damage based thing, and then you got your, uh, you got everything back. So maybe, maybe the red decks is like a sideboard option. All but right. Like, moving on. Moving oh, on. Sorry. That is, no, go ahead. Thought? Go ahead. No, no, we're good. All right. I think uh, you had wanted to talk about this one, right? Dusk Legion Duelist. One in the white for a zombie soldier. Not oh, sorry. Vampire soldier. There we go. Vampire soldier. Uh, with vigilance. And whenever one, it's a 2-2. Two, two, and whenever one or more plus one, plus one counters are put on Dusk Legion Duelist, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. That's a wild line of text. Uh, especially like given the cards that have been printed lately. Yeah, like because it seems like something White is really good at is like putting a counter on a thing once a turn. I mean, there is was it Siege Captain, Siege mm-hmm. Veteran, Siege Veteran, the three mana thing that puts a counter on something at yeah. the beginning of combat. So you just go Dusk Legion Duelist into Siege Veteran, put a counter on it. Yep. Draw a card. And if this dies, Siege Veteran makes one ones for your trouble. Yeah. Like, it's just. It's. So, remember, we went through that phase where red decks had all this, like, card advantage between. Right? We had. Uh, uh, Light Up the Stage and Experimental Frenzy. And now yeah. we have, like, Reckless Impulse. Right, and it used to be that you would play against a red deck, and if you made it to turn four, they were you out of gas. Of you were kind of safe, right? And like now, red decks like you get to turn four, they still have like two or three cards in hand, yeah. right? Because there's just all these ways for like red to get incidental card advantage. This is the mm-hmm. same thing, right? You used to be like, oh, it's fine. Like I'm just gonna like get to like turn three. Or four, I'm going to cast my sweeper. They're going to, like, be down a bunch of cards. And it's like, well, no, they drew two cards by the time you got to turn four. Yeah. And so now you're trading not really one for one. You're actually down cards. Mm-hmm. Like, you're up mana, but you're down cards and then just kind of rebuild. Right. It's just weird. It's a powerful effect. It. It had to be a vampire soldier because how good would this be if it was a human? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, uh, nuts with Thalia's lieutenant. Yeah, exactly. Like, Thalia's lieutenant, boom, draw a card. Like, yeah. If you went like champion of the parish into this is a human into like Thalia's lieutenant, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, like the game's kind of over now. Mm-hmm. So I, I see why it's a vampire, but it does play with like the soldier archetype in standard. Um, well, it kind of plays nice with vampires too, though, isn't there? Aren't there a couple vampires that like put a counter on every vampire you control? Yeah, there's. Um, I think there's the one from Modern Horizons One. Is it Cordial Vampire? When a vampire dies, you put a counter. Yeah, I on think. Each and then there's and there's one where you like can sack a vampire, and you put a counter on all your other vampires. Well, wasn't 
Wasn't Wasn't there just a card in Shadows that was like discard a card, put a counter on every every maybe that's maybe it's one and discard or just discard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely ways to make that happen. Like it's really it like kind of fits all these little niche things and like if your white deck is just good white creatures, Mm -hmm. right? Like this could be the third best white two drop. Right, I think mm-hmm. it's probably still Thalia, Luminarch, Aspirant. But then what's next? This, right? Probably. I mean, not going to modern where then you clearly have Stoneforge. But Esper Sentinel. Well, Esper Sentinel's a one drop. Well, right, but it's better than Okay, it's fine. It's better than all the other two <laughs> drops too. I will play this on one and leave I'll play this on two and leave one mana untapped, just to prove a point. Um I will tap two mana for my one mana creature. Yeah, to prove a point. No, but I think this card is really strong. It like works well yep. on the soldier's archetype that we already have. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a white weenie or like blue white soldiers player, this card is for you. Mm-hmm. Yep, I dig it. Next up, we have Knight Errant of Eos, four and a white for a four-four human knight with convoke. When it enters the battlefield, you look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal up to two creature cards with mana value X or less from among them, where X is the number of creatures that convoked Knight Errant of Eos. Put the revealed cards in your hand, then shuffle. This card is awkward, right? It is. So, on one hand, you want to, like, convoke it with as many creatures as you can. So you yeah. can get as many, get two, you know, ideally two three drops, right? So you want to convoke it with mm-hmm. three creatures. Yep. But in the decks that play this, you want to get them dead. Correct. And like to take a turn to be like, instead of getting you dead, I will get card advantage. Yeah. Right. It's like well, it's also kind of awkward that they go in your hand. I mean, it would be robusto if you put them onto the battlefield. Mm, I mean, would it, though? I mean, it would be good. I don't know that it would have been too good. Like you said, you want to play this in a deck with a bunch of low-cost creatures, so you're not going to, like, realistically have three things and then hope to hit, like, hope it's a collected company. You're going to play this in a deck full of one and two drops and then like get another get three mana worth of stuff yeah and a four four though like that's that's a lot i mean is it how much better is it than anything else though i mean what is the is it kayla's reconstruction like the white sorcery speak collected company the white 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 yeah x yeah Right, like at five mana, that puts the creatures onto the battlefield three mana or less, and that card's playable. This mm-hmm. would like if you also got a four four. Yeah, I guess out so. of it and and convoke. Yeah, but like the the problem is, you know, what was the Loxodon, whatever his name was, the yeah. that was a con- thing that exiled or whatever. No, 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 the one that oh like, put a counter on everything that convoked it. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you could like kind of justify not, um, like passing on that attack, right? Because right? you went like one drop, 
like, and then like on turn three, you were just like, I'm going to make my whole team bigger, get this four, four. Now I can like attack to kill you. Right. You would go like one, two, like one, 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 and then just like, and now you've got a bunch of creatures and you can, uh, and they're bigger. This is like, it's the same size body, but your stuff's the same size. Yeah. So, like, yes, you have a card advantage, but now you're like, I want to make these bad attacks. And when you trade off, I get to play more things. Yeah. And it's also bad at, like, um, like, after a wrath, you don't get to get anything because you have nothing to convoke it with. True. Right. So, like, Oh, yeah, that is awkward that it, like, it doesn't really catch you up. Yeah, like... Like, it's a catch-up card that doesn't catch you up. They're like Wrath, and you're like, five mana, four, four, go. <laughs> and they're just like, fateful absence. Cool. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah, so it'd yeah. be different, like, if you got something anyway. Like, mm-hmm. if you if you could, like, if it was, like, one plus X or something. Yeah. Where you at least could get one drops. But the fact that you have to convoke is just like it doesn't let you catch back up. Mm-hmm. Like I guess you could like try to play the game where you're like, I'm not gonna commit anything else to the board. I'm gonna attack. Then I'm gonna make them wrath. Then I'm gonna play like creature, creature. Then convoke. What if what if like all of your two drops were like Adanto Vanguards or seasoned Hollow Blades? Hmm. Or they just can't. Yeah, they're like reasonably wrath proof. The I mean the problem with that is like, what is our last um, what is our last wrath that we that we're gonna talk about? It yeah, exiles. That's true. Right. Yeah. Farewell exiles. Like yeah. in older formats, it would like that would work against uh, what is it called? Like supreme verdict. Mm-hmm. But against um against like kind of a modern wrath where they're just like exile everything it doesn't it doesn't do it yeah. which kind of sucks it, yeah, yeah. Like, the card's awkward it might be like i could it's hard though like maybe it's a cyborg card that you like have to kind of like work to make good yeah because like if again after wrath you're able to play like two creatures and then get like convoke this and get the best two creatures out of the top out of your top six mm-hmm. like that card's pretty good but if you don't have creatures in hand or like you get wrath and your hands empty and you top deck this you're just like oh my god yeah this is so awful yeah so I... all right moving on from awful okay phyrixian sensor two and a white for a three three phyrixian wizard Wizard. Each player can't cast more than one non-Phyrexian spell each turn. Non-Phyrexian creatures enter the battlefield tapped. Um. Hmm. So, like, this is a weird um, Archon. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever the Ar- Archon of whatever. Uh, like the 2-3 flyer for 3. Yeah. Um, so it could very well, like, 
kind of fill the same role, but it doesn't fly, mm. which is a problem, right? That card gets Correct. a lot from flying. Um, and this is symmetrical, so like your non Phyrexian is on the battlefield tapped mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know, like it doesn't seem an older format, so it doesn't seem like it's good enough to compete with Archon. And like in yeah. standard, are there enough Phyrexians to like maybe like in the green white toxic deck? Yeah. Like in the toxic deck, it's probably pretty good, right? You play this and then they just never get to play a blocker. Mm-hmm. They're like blocker and you're like, cool, who cares? It's tapped, bash you. So the Archon doesn't have that second bit though, right? Archon, the land's coming to play tapped. Yeah. So this would, like you could use this as a sideboard card against Storm and also, I don't know, like hasty stuff. I guess, I guess I'm not sure like what you would use it against, but. It's almost like an authority of the councils, which was like good against like kind of like the gruel hasty deck kind of things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if in older formats if Archon isn't just better. Because like, I about, think the first um, line of text is just you can't cast more than one spell each turn. right? The odds of your yeah. opponent having a Phyrexian. And then I feel like the second line of text wants you to be an aggressive Phyrexian deck. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I mean, I guess is a thing. Could be a thing in standard, right? The toxic yeah. deck, everything's Phyrexian. I mean, there's a, there's a couple things that make me think that... Uh, uh, Oh gosh, what are they called? Changelings. Like this is a card that, like, if you're playing a bunch of changelings for you play it in your dwarf tribal deck, your dwarf insect your deck, insect tribal, yeah, yeah, like something like that where like it doesn't impact you at all. You're just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like this slows you down. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, this is great if your opponent like drops a Muxus and you're just like, haha. <laughs> They're all tapped. None of those are Phyrexian goblins. That's right. Um, what about the fact that this is an uncommon? Like, does this have ramifications for Peasant Cube? It could, like, if you want that effect in your cube. But, like, Mm because in, like, most cubes, it's probably going to just read, like, you can only cast one spell a turn. Like, it's a deafening silence and all your creatures on the battlefield tapped. Yeah. But, like, if there aren't a lot of Phyrexians for the person who takes this card to build around... Like, how good is it that everyone's creatures enter the battlefield tapped? True. I don't know. It's awkward for, like, a turn. Yeah. But, like, because, like, the ideal sense is you want to go, like, one, two, three, play this. Your opponent doesn't get to play their three-mana blocker untapped. You, Mm -hmm. like, attack, and then you play your creature untapped. You're, like, like, your three and your one and your four drop. And now, like, their next creature comes to the play tapped and you're like, you know, they're, you're always basically taking on a blocker. Yeah. But like, if you're all, I guess if you're losing your blocker, it might not matter as much just because you're just attacking every turn. Yeah. I don't know, it could um, have a home. I had not yeah. thought about it finding its way into the cube, but interesting. All right. Next up, we have Scroll Shift. Two and a white for an instant. 
Exile up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Draw a card. Is this... This feels like it's another card, isn't it? Um, I don't think we have a flicker that draws a card, do we? Um, wasn't there like a blue one, or is that like uh, Siren something? That drew a card? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. But maybe maybe that was only um, uh, a creature. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, the fact that it draws a card is good. Um... We're, I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah. So, oh. Uh, Blur. Acrobatic maneuver. Two and a white. Exile target oh, yeah. creature you control. Return that card to battlefield. Understand the draw a card. So this yep. gets to hit more types. Yep. Um, and draw a card. Um, and yeah, then he said... Artifacts and enchantments also. Yeah, blur. acrobatic maneuver and blur are both the exact same card. Yeah, just different different colors, yeah. Yeah. Um like where the value like comes in is probably the the additional types. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if there is um like particularly an enchantment that you want to flicker. Yeah. That could be worthwhile. Reset your sagas. Oh, that's a good point. Reset your sagas is good. Um, but it yeah, I, I guess it works pretty well with the um, Kamigawa sagas too, because it not only does it reset them, it flips them back over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also could let you reset a battle, like if you flipped a battle. Oh, yeah, if you and flipped it, it into and a And it's a creature, yeah. then you blink it, and it would come back as the battle. So that could be interesting. Yeah, that seems like an awful lot of work, though. It does. It does. Um, you you really got to be slugging it out with somebody for that to matter, I think. Yeah. Like, for you to like kill a battle twice and not kill your opponent instead. Very true. I, you know, like, but, like, blink, or, like, if you were to blink, oh gosh, Invasion of Innistrad, mm-hmm. right? The creature, uh, oh no, the backside, is, the backside is an enchantment. So you could blink it and then get the neg 13, neg 13 again. And mm-hmm. then presumably kill your opponent, like buy an extra removal spell out of it. Yeah. Um, Try to think like in, in standard, like what are the, what are the, like, what are the things that you want to blink that you're willing to pay three mana for? Because, like, Acrobatic Removal never saw any standard play. Right. And I feel like standard now is way more powerful than Kaladesh standard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, like, this does neat things, but I don't know if it does enough. Mm-hmm. So. I guess, like, how much is the draw card worth? Like ephemerate, ephemerate's above rate, right? At one mana, without draw a card. Yeah, well. So the rate for that is like one well, mana, not draw a card. Ephemerate draws a card though; it just draws an ephemerate. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there isn't there just a like is it is it cloud shift? Uh, 
Cloud sh- Cloud Shift. Cloud Shift is one mana flicker a creature. Mm-hmm. So Cloud Shift is what you're talking about. So Ephemerate drawing a, a Cloud Shift that draws a Cloud Shift and casts it for free. Too good. Mm-hmm. Right? A three mana a Cloud Shift that draws a card. Like it feels like that should like for the it- is uh is that a sorcery though or an instant? It's an instant. Okay. Um. So it's it's this is one of those times where like the fact that we don't have half a mana is a problem. Yeah. Because it two mana that card's probably too good, right? One in the mm-hmm. white, flicker draw card. Yeah. It three mana is probably not good enough. Yeah. So you know what that means, right? In like three sets, we're gonna get. Scroll, we're gonna get half a mana. Scroll shiftier, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be one in the white, and then we'll be like, oh my god, this is too good. Well, so what's uh what's equivalent to draw a card in terms of scry like scry three, scry two or scry three? But like we have scry flicker, two. we have flicker of fate, which is one in the white, exile a creature or enchantment, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't even you control. But that doesn't yeah. have a draw card. So, like, it's somewhere in that, like, two to three, like, two and a half mana range. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's good enough for standard. Like, I think it's a fun card. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to do silly stuff with it in limited, but I don't know. Well, like, I don't necessarily think that uh, all of these, because some of these cards oh, are absolutely. pulled from our listeners, too. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of, like, People that play other formats, cubers. Cube, and cube, yeah, we have this is from Popper Cube Aficionado. Yeah. Like the problem with like Popper is is like Cloud Shift exists and so does Ghostly right. Flicker. Yeah, and I mean both of those obviously work in Cube also. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like if you have like some weird like draw two archetype or something. Mm-hmm. Like Or like you said, if you're trying to reset sagas, which is kinda tough to do with this card in particular. For this type of card. Yeah. Because, like, you could get the... So the trigger would go on the stack for the third thing. Then you could flicker it. And then reset it. So that's interesting. Because, like, all the, like, the Kamigawa sagas, all the, like, flicker a creature things still reset it. Mm-hmm. But this would could get, like, you know, Elspeth Conquers Death. Right. And then you could reset it. That yep. could be interesting. Or, uh, oh, what is he called? Binding Oldest the Old Reborn. Gods. Binding the Old Gods, yep. Yeah. Abzan Unplayables, here we go. <laughs> here we go, full of Siege Rhinos. Full of Siege Rhinos. Hey, we that's a, that's a deck full of Siege Rhinos and that. There we go. <laughs> and then this is the Wrath you were alluding to, right? Yes, Sunfall. Three white, white for a sorcery. Exile all creatures. Incubate X, where X is the number of creatures you exile this way. So, when I first read this, I thought you got a bunch of uh, incubates with two counters on them. But now you just get one big incubate. Mm -hmm. You get one thing with, if you exiled four creatures with four plus one plus one counters on it. Yep. Um, I mean... Not as flexible as Farewell, but 
comes down a turn sooner, mm-hmm. and then like leaves you a way to win the game. Well, so it leaves you a way to win the game that is kind of protected, mm-hmm. because it's not a creature until you want it to be. So you can like wait to build your defenses up, and then make it a creature. Or if you know your opponent's offenses are down, you uh, flip it on your next turn and swing. Yeah, and now they're um, now they're on a clock and they have to defend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we've gotten like some pretty good wraths lately, but like th- three white white used to be going great for destroy all creatures. Mm-hmm. And this is better so, than destroy its exile. So like even right. what C- and like you said, it leaves behind a big big. Like Siege Veteran, which we talked about with our our vampire guy, mm-hmm. um, it when when a soldier with a counter dies, you get a one one. Well, when they're exiled, mm-hmm. you get nothing, and you right. like it. And so, well, this I mean, gets... you don't have to like it, but you don't have a choice either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you get um. So this gives you a way, like, to get around some of that like built-in protection. Yeah. Not that I'm a huge Boo Hoogland fan, but a while back he tweeted out, like, what's your favorite flavor text on a magic card? Mine is indestructible. Because, <laughs> like, think about how many things have indestructible, how many things just, like, randomly exile things now. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this thing has indestructible. Wait till they get to, like, inexilable or something. <laughs> yeah. This creature could not be exiled, but it can be destroyed. Well, I mean, we kind of have that, though, right? Like, there's creatures you can cast from exile. Squee! Yeah. Squee. Or, um, what was the Eternal Scourge? Eternal Scourge. The, I had this, forgot this how, like, weapon. difficult that card was to deal with in Limited. Yeah. And a couple people got it in Shadows. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I can't ever <laughs> kill this. Like, I can't attack into it, and I can't target it, dear God. Yep. But, like, I think Farewell's going away. And with Farewell, and with it, a lot of the enchantments and artifacts that Farewell was there to to exile, right? So, like, you lose mm-hmm. all the Kamigawa Sagas. Right. Um, you lose the new Capenna vehicles, like Record or Bankbuster, right? Yeah. This, just, like, getting everything is pretty good. Yeah. Right? We're going to lose the Populate. We're going to lose the populate, so, like, your wrath is just going to come down a turn sooner. Mm-hmm. And, like, in older formats, I don't know how, like, important getting enchantments and artifacts are. Well, I mean, in older formats, you don't really want to spend five mana on your wrath. But, so, in, like, uh, Pioneer slash Explorer, right, Farewell sees a ton of play in blue-white. Yeah. Right? Like, you know... Right, but farewell like not only exiles everything in play, but it also nukes gets the graveyard, graveyard, which is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. All right, so so that's all the white cards, right? That is all of the white cards. We did Moving it. Moving on to blue, we have oh, that's still a white card. There we go. Chrome host seed shark, two and a blue for a two-four, Phyrexian shark with flying. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Incubate X, where X is that spell's mana value. What do we think about Chrome Host Seed Shark? It's like 
the living flying um shark typhoon mm-hmm. yeah so, i mean i don't like it's not as good as shark typhoon no, i don't think no i mean you have to like pay mana for the creature mm-hmm. uh later on but uh i think we've all had like a wrath cast when a um Shark Typhoon is out, and they make the shark, and then the shark immediately goes away. Right. Here, if you have to wrath, it's awkward that your uh, your chrome host seed shark goes away, but you're still left with the incubate four, that you four. can do something with. Yeah, 4-4 four, yeah. four, or 5-5, five, five, whatever. Um, it seems slow. Mm-hmm. Right, there which is, is, yeah, this thing's glacial. Which is like the kiss of death in like modern magic. Right. I'm going to accrue value over time. That's cute. I'm going to accrue a value as I kill you. It's like, oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, my card advantage is the cards in your hand when you're dead. Also, my also my one drop uh, deals you one, puts a plus one, plus a counter on a thing, and then attacks you for two. <laughs> okay. Neat. Uh, I play two four. It blocks. Shock it after blocks. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, this thing is like oddly statted also, right? Like a three mana two four flyer. I feel like they were like, we've got to make this thing be able to block because if we don't, like, there's no way anyone can play this. Like if it were a two two, like it's just unplayable. Yeah. Right? Um It also conveniently lives through like all of the red sweepers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You could like there's yeah. the new three mana deal two or like wheel your hand. Mm-hmm. So like it as as two four you can like wrath their board and get a three a three uh, power incubate, yeah, or uh, brothers end or whatever brother brotherhood's end. Oh yeah. my gosh, that card says destroy all artifacts mana value three or less. So like <laughs> you build up all these incubates and your opponents just like blow them all up. Yeah, I mean, or or you choose deal three damage instead, and then you get an incubate out of it. Well, no, 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 not not that you have a stroke and like kill all your own incubates, but like the fact that like your opponent can just like bring that in out of the board and like snipe like the incubates you were like your little <laughs> army that you were putting together because it also yeah. gets the creatures. Yeah, right. Like you flip it, and they're just like, yeah, kill them all. Mm-hmm. And you're like, go oh, okay. The upside is, like, if you, like, have a couple incubates and then, like, say so you sweep the board and even mm-hmm. this thing dies, your incubates effectively have haste. So you can just be, like, uh, attack you for right. eight, like, out of nowhere on, like, mm-hmm. a relatively empty board. Yeah. I know, like, it's just for Constructed, it seems like it's slow. And, like, yeah. it almost feels like Third Path Iconoclast is, like, a better version of this. Yeah. It's smaller, and but you start Didn't get- we have, um, wasn't Poppet Stitcher three mana? And like kind of made, did a made similar two, two, thing the, and two two the two two decayed zombies, and yeah. then made them three threes without decay. Yeah, and like and like that card's on no play. So yeah, this is in that same vein. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool card. No, like I don't, it, I don't think it's it is, but I think it's gonna see a whole lot of play. Yeah. All right, next blue card we have Afara's dispersal. I two think in a blue for an. I think this might have been one of mine. Okay. Well, do you want to take it then? Sure, sure. Uh, So it's two and a blue for an instant. Uh, 
the spell costs two less to cast if attack if ta- uh, targets an attacking creature. Return target creature to its owner's hand. Surveil one. Um, surveil two. Sorry, surveil two. Um, Fading hope saw a lot of play. Oh yeah. And when their creature is attacking, this is just fading hope that mm-hmm. looks at more cards. Right. Like this seems like a pretty powerful effect. Um, and like at three mana, it's not awful. Mm-hmm. But if you're like some sort of flyers deck, right? And like it doesn't do them any good to like block because they can't. And they're just like, well, I guess I have to attack with my two drop. And you're just like, boom, put it back in your hand. And now they're like behind. That's right. And like, and it'll swing a race mm-hmm. as well, all for like one mana. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, it seems like it's one of those cards that just is just, it's cheap enough that it like works. Like, Fading Hope isn't a great card other than the fact that it's one mana. Mm-hmm. And the fact that well, this I is mean, one. Go ahead. We just said a couple cards ago that uh, somewhere between Scry 2 and Scry 3 is w- worth a card, right? Mm-hmm. And this is pretty close to, like, Surveil 2 is probably pretty close to draw a card, especially if any graveyard synergies. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, as a rule of thumb, Surveil 2 is better than Scry 2. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think this card probably will see some play. Mm-hmm. And, like, the times you, like, specifically for a matchup where like your opponent's attacking mm-hmm. right like they play their i can't i can't remember the star four adeline mm-hmm. they play their adeline, adeline and you just like are like i'll eat the one one put the adeline back in your hand yeah and like now they've got to spend the whole torn turn kind of not like developing their board right and that just gives you that turn that you need the card seems pretty powerful. Yep, I agree. Next up, we have Moments of Truth. This was one of yours as well, this I believe. Is. Yes. Uh, one in a blue for an instant. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand, one into your graveyard, and one on the bottom of your library. This is just better anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um... Right, they put one into your graveyard is a big deal. Right, yeah. we've seen how just randomly putting stuff into your graveyard is good. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, like Esper Greasefang is not like a playable archetype anymore. But if you're like turn two on your opponent's turn, you're just like moment of truth, find my Greasefang, throw my vehicle in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Right put whatever I don't care about on the bottom. Like, it sees more cards than Faithful Mending. Yep. And, like, you get to pick which of those cards go to your graveyard. Like, it's a different card yeah, than Faithful, Faithful Mending. Mending lets you, yeah. Because that yeah. lets you get rid of garbage in your hand, yeah. too. But, like, just having that selection, like, any yeah. deck that could play Anticipate, like, this is just better. Mm-hmm. And could, like, you know, uh, enable, like, graveyard-based decks. Right, if they if they're looking for one specific card, because mm-hmm. it used to be like you would anticipate to look for the card to then faithless looting, or like right. looting into the graveyard. This already has the looting like tacked on, built in. Yeah, right. What yeah, was... and realistically, like mill three cards, put one of them in your hand, 
is almost exactly this because the chances of you getting like two cards that you wanted to mill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really you're going to see, you're going to look at three cards and want to mill one of them. Yeah. Well, that's strategic planning, right? Um, at source, it, it's a sorcery. That, yeah. Yeah. So it's look at, look at three, put one in your hand, the rest in the graveyard, right? I think that's strategic planning. Yeah, I think so. Let's see here. Um, so then this isn't very far from strategic planning, because like I said... Yeah, no, the, it's... Uh, the chances of you wanting both of those cards in the yard instead of just one is... Yeah, strategic planning. Look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So yeah, it's... It is like... And this is an instant where strategic planning is a sorcery. Right, yeah. So, and you're right, like, how many times is it that you wanted both of those cards in your graveyard? Probably very few. Right. Uh, and this still would trigger, like, a Narcomoeba, because it's technically going mm -hmm. from your, from library your, uh, to, your library to your graveyard. Also so, Creeping Chill. Yeah. Gotta get Creeping Chill back, back, in, <laughs> back in, into the zeitgeist here. Yeah, so it's kind of... Like, if you just need sheer number of cards in your graveyard for, like, delve shenanigans, strategic planning's better. If you're looking right. for specific cards to be in your graveyard, I think Moment of Truth is better. And the fact that it allows you to hold up, like, interaction. Correct. And just play on your opponent's turn is also pretty powerful. Yep, yep. All right, moving on, since we have lots of cards to talk about. We have Omen Hawker. Is a single blue mana for a 1-1 Cephalid Advisor. Bringing the Cephalids back. Yeah, man. And you can tap it to add Wingding Blue. Spend this mana only to activate abilities. Um, Like Nykthos. <laughs> yes, like Nykthos. <laughs> um, trying to think of other... I mean, this ability is just generically good, right? Yeah, this this would uh, this is also kind of a uh, a, a, a an honorary Eldrazi, since it gives mm -hmm. you wing ding for like um, oh what's it what's it called Eldrazi Displacer, yeah. or uh, was it Drowner of Hope? Oh yeah, I forgot about Drowner of Hope. Yeah, remember that was a modern deck. Ah, oh, simpler times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like this is. A mana dork that taps for two is just powerful. It's mm -hmm. just, can you build your deck in a way to take advantage of it? Like, making Eldrazi Displacer, like, this plus one other mana is pretty good. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Um, I don't know if there are any, like, three drops that you could just, auto like, just tap this to activate their activated ability and kind of feel like you were doing it. Or like a, if there's a two drop that has like a two mana activated ability. Mm. Also, yeah, don't, don't forget if you're feeling particularly frisky, uh, you can cycle this mana through any like you know. There's a bunch of like oh, pay yeah. pay like two mana geode or whatever. Yeah, like pay two get one mana of any color, or like pay a mana get a mana. Yeah, that's cute, right? Like this lets you cycle that mana through. Mm -hmm. Also, like for equip costs. Oh, yeah. It right. So I had like, you know, uh, there was uh, 
I've made it red white now, but there's like a blue white like saffron olive like equipment deck where like you you know you need to be able to equip your stuff and this would just let you go like this and now you have mm-hmm. a way to pay for all your like cheapish equipment. Yeah. And it also wears pants fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like equipment and yeah, getting the use like cheat the mana through something else is yeah. is a good way. I mean, even if it's like the energy refractor where it's two mana to make one, mm-hmm. like a blue card that now you have a blue Lanowar Elf. Yeah, a blue Lan- Lanowar or Elf. Or blue is, birds of paradise, I guess. Yeah, like a blue birds is pretty good. Yeah. So. Yeah, interesting. Not That's, that this card will ever see this use case, but it also. Uh, like you can use it for a candelabra, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can untap it with the candelabra. The candelabra only untaps lands. Is it only lands? Okay. Yeah. I've I've never I've never played with one, so uh I had one once upon a time. <sighs> and then you like traded it for a Shivan Dragon and you hate yourself. Yeah. No, I, actually, I think I traded it for uh, um, a couple tropical islands. Okay, that's a pretty good trade. Well, it, kind I mean, of. At the, at the time, tropical islands were only like fifteen bucks, but <sighs> yeah, I know, I know. Gosh, <laughs> we could all be retired if we just had a stack of revised dual lands. Yep. Um. No, I think this is a cool card, though, and uh, yeah. The the listener that asked us to talk about this specifically called out. Nykthos. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what like the Nykthos deck would look like. There's obviously lots of mono blue shenanigans. Yeah, but I'm not sure how many of them have like great mana sinks. Like you could play this with um like the djinn that like cares about your islands or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like that's a way to increase your devotion pretty quickly, but then I don't know what you do with the mana. I guess draw yeah. a bunch of cards with like a brain geyser or something. I mean that feels good. Sometimes all it takes yeah. is to feel good. Yeah. But yeah. It feels like there's not I don't feel like there's a lot of activated abilities in this set. This almost feels yeah. like it's a plant for something else in the future. Oh, maybe that's true too. Where there maybe there's gonna be like some weird blue equipment deck in limited because they haven't done that and like yeah. They're hoping to like support it in standard or there's some like activated abilities matter thing. Yeah, maybe. All right. Next up we have Oracle of Tragedy. So in a blue. Oh, go ahead. I, was just saying, I just gave all the all the comments and uncommons, those are like mostly me. Because I'm just like, this is neat. But go ahead. No, we have some from our listeners too. Like I said, I mean, we've got a lot of people that play Lots yeah. of lots of different formats. So, um, this one is Oracle of Tragedy. One in a blue for a one-three human wizard. It's an uncommon. When Oracle of Tragedy enters a battlefield or dies, choose one, draw a card, then discard a card, or shuffle up to four target cards with mana value three or greater from your graveyard into your library. Um, draw a card, discard a card is powerful. Yeah, and you get to do it twice. Yeah, once it comes in and when it dies, like now this effect is way more common in blue. But like think about Rafine's informant. 
mm-hmm. right? This is kind of bizarro Rafine's informant, where like Rafine's informant is like the aggressive version of this card. Yeah. And this is the defensive version. But again, like if there's something you want in your graveyard, I don't know, maybe a certain 7 7 flying life like Death Touch Vigilance creature. There you go. Like, you get two looks at it because you're like, play this, and then your aggro opponent has to let you block with it. Yeah. Because they can't just be like, I'm not going to attack. Right. Right. And um, I don't know what the other ability is for after you spent <laughs> all the abil- all the time getting cards into your graveyard. Yeah. Why do you want to put them back in your library? Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. But I don't know. You're going to mill out. So you're like, oh. Put four cards back in. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it is better that it is there because there's going to be some point where you're like, I'm really glad I had this ability. Yeah. I, don't, I milled I milled my deck. I don't have any cards left. Exactly. I really need that collected company. Um, There's, oh gosh. Um, the modern. Oh, what about this in um, like decks that, like the creativity decks that have like a threat. But the problem is, is you hit it with your creativity. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was going to say like, uh, like nature's journey is getting played in like modern oops decks. Now it has flashback, but like, mm-hmm. that's another thing that you could like, this is a way that if it's in your hand, you could like shuffle stuff back in, or it's like a target for like, uh, an unearth or something if you need it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more just like enter loot. Yeah. Die loot. And that is powerful. Again, like, can we make Esper Grease Fang a thing? Right? Like, this is like. like this... I mean, you'd have to print some pretty compelling reasons to come off of Abzan at this point, I think. Yeah, I mean, Ledger Shredder and this are pretty compelling. Well, right, but Seder Wayfinder, Grizzly Salvage. Grizzly Salvage is the big one. The fact that, like, the deck gets digged through time. And the fact that your backup is a Chariot. Yeah. Like, like Chariot lets your backup plan be, like, a regular mid-range deck, where if you're not playing Chariot, you, like, your backup plan changes. Fair. And you're, you're right, Ledger Shredder does work towards that as well, but then you're missing out on another target. Yeah, and it, he just eats a fatal push, and then yeah. there's no more Ledgers to shred. Right. All right, moving on. We have Saiba. Maybe that's how you pronounce that? Sure. Uh, Cryptomancer. This mm-hmm. is a one and a blue for an 01 Merfolk Ninja at Common with Flash and Backup 1 and Hexproof. So when it backs something up, it will grant Hexproof to the thing that it backed up. So 1, that ability is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. 2, they have not printed a 1 or 2 mana Hexproof creature in a very long time. That is correct. I think the the last one mana one was Glade Cover Scout, and that was in M14. M14, yeah. And Glis- uh, Solana Ledgewalker 
Was that the last two mineral? Oh, there was the green, green guy. The green, green two one reach hexproof. Oh, Basara archers or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, they have like hard been like we're not printing uh, cheap hexproof creatures. Yep. And this is the first cheap hexproof creature in a while now. There is a huge difference between uh, one and two, but um, having like a blue creature that also is like a trick to maybe save your light paws, if you're like That's blue white ores say, yeah. or like save your Saram, mm-hmm. right? It's is pretty powerful and like it saves your thing, and then you put pants on it. A hexproof body, yeah, right. So, like, it's kind of half of Invisible Stalker, yeah. right? And, like, the can't be blocked was a huge deal, not saying mm-hmm. otherwise. But, like, there were just decks that were, like, Invisible Stalker. Pants. Yeah. And, like, uh, Rune, Rune, Rune Chainer's Pike or something. Yeah. Right? Like, that was the deck. It was just put on pants and go to town. Now, you know, this, but what is that? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's There's a two-mana enchantment that's like, if this creature attacks alone, it's unblockable in standard. Mm, I remember that one. Um, uh, oh, gosh, what is it? Um, it, was, it was from Streets of New Capenna. Yeah, yeah Bas- I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah, so Basara Tower Archers is the most recent two-mana hexproof creature. And there are only... There's Sylvan Carry added, which has Defender. There's Solana Ledgewalker. Mm-hmm. There's Saiba Cryptomancer. Um, Paradise Druid doesn't count. Um, there's Basara Tower Archer and kind of Barkhide Troll, but not really. Yeah. And that's it. So, like, this is, like, the third, um, uh, the third two-mana Hexproof creature. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that also is, like, a combat trick. Right. So... That was that was why it was interesting. It's just that it is yeah. not a uh, not something we see exactly. It's not something we see very often, right? Um, yeah. I think we have one more blue card here. Okay, we are on to Zafalrin Scapecraft. Shapecraft, uh, one in a blue for an instant. Target creature has base power and toughness four three until end of turn. Draw a card. Um This is a very solid combat trick. Mm-hmm. Um there was I think a, there was a version of this in Oh gosh. Uh Kamagawa. It was, like, super playable because it, like, also drew a card. I think it made it a 4-4, though. Yeah. Um, like, 
they've printed this card a couple times and it's been playable and limited probably about half the time. Like, it's actually been an actively good card. Like, the draw card goes a long way. It does. And, you know, sometimes this is plus three plus two in draw card, which is really good. I mean, it could be more than that if the thing... Like, what about this with a double prowess guy? Uh, oof. Yeah. I'm thinking of the... Although uh, that's a 3-3 three, three anyway, though, right? I think. Uh, like the what, clever Lumamancer mm-hmm. from Streets. Oh, yeah. The double striker. Just like... Um, yeah. It's a 4-3 it's a double strike. And I'm going to connive. Oh, now it's got 5 power, take 10. And I drew a mm-hmm. card. Thank you for your service. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, we're done. You connived too, so you drew two cards. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, I've just seen everything, like, you're dead now. Um, I don't know what the other ones, uh, what the other one's mana cost was. I don't know if, if they were two or three. I want to say three, but I don't know if that's correct or not. Yeah, I feel like they were three. But I am yeah. not a hundred percent sure. Um, I think this, like, for it to see any kind of meaningful play, it needs to be on like a prowess body. Agreed. Like, I don't think you're just going to be making random nerds four threes. Like, you want to be doing something else also. Like, I, I guess this is good with ledger shredder. Yes, very true. Like, that's fun. That that's fun. Yeah. Um oh, that's I'm trying to like search for the card and I hadn't cleared out all of the all the previous things I had set in my uh mm. in my stuff. And now Scryfall's being goofy, so we're gonna try again. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that they might have been three mana, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, there we go. Um, so, the recent ones were... Um, so, like, the there's a two-mana one uh, from Keldheim that was became a 5-5, five, five, but didn't draw a card. Suit-up yep. was three-mana. It became a 4-5 when it drew a card. Um... And that one was playable. That one was actually actively good in the format. Um, and then I think that the like polymorph, the the four four in the so they've printed it in AFR, Kaldheim, uh at two mana. Don't draw a card. Yeah, and, and startling develop uh, development. But that just had cycling one, so it never got cast. Um, right. And then suit up was actively good as be a four or five and draw a card. So this is probably good. Like it depends. I guess I don't know what the if like three toughness wins a bunch of fights. Mm-hmm. Right, like a four or five like gets you gets you through. Right. Or at least lets you like bounce at worst. Four three might not, but the draw card can't make it that bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, w- I think 
I think we commented, I don't remember when, at one point that like the current era of magic has a lot of like X5s. Yes. Which kind of makes this awkward. Like yeah. for any kind of constructed, I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get through a shield rid. Right. Uh but uh in like even like oh gosh. Um, like Graveyard Trespasser, like this then makes your thing trade with it. Right. Uh Blood Tithe Harvester, you trade with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it made it four four draw a card, like it would like kinda or it was it like a three four? But being yeah. a four three just probably doesn't quite get it there. But I think it's close. Mm-hmm. But you can it's funny when you look at the look at the cards it's like oh the first one was two mana become a four four or maybe it was two mana become a five five then two mana become a four four then it's three mana become a four five we kind of split the difference and we're going to draw a card for three mana now they're like uh take off two toughness and a mana draw a card <laughs> you can see them just like turning the knobs yeah that's one of the reasons why i like to do these shows because we can talk about kind of what the going rate is and how yeah. targets change and yeah like and this you know, is like, i find that stuff interesting like maybe four four draw a card for two is too much probably yeah. is but again we say that now and then in three sets it'll be like two mana five one, five draw one a card. mana five five surveil two yeah so all right yep. we are an hour in i think we can do black at the very sure. least uh first up in black we have Archpriest of shadows three black black for a four four human warlock with backup one it has death touch and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or battle return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield and because all of that is after backup whatever you're backing up gets that ability so you like you want evasive creatures, so you like to like. Well, I mean, death touch is a form of an evasive. So my thought is, if you want to make sure that you like get to play this as like a five mana reanimation spell, mm-hmm. right? You want some like little flyers or something, so okay. that they're hard to block. So then like. Again, you get your Atraxa back. Yeah. Or you're, or you're a peasant and you get back your uh, Titan of Industry. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford Atraxas. I guess we're on Titan of Industry. Um, yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, it's kind of a removal spell in that, like, if you have a ground creature and there's an Atraxa in the graveyard, they just have to, like, trade with or be eaten by your creature because they can't beat your Atraxa. Right. Uh, so, like, I guess I don't know how that deck works. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I want it to work, but I feel like it has to be, like, you know, uh, a little evasive flyers, and then you use this to, like, get that value. Or maybe you play, like, uh, remember Gix? Mm-hmm. And Gix just wants you to deal combat damage to draw cards. You play right. like a bunch of like little things 
that are kind of evasive to make Gix good. Mm-hmm. And then you get to like play this and, you know, your little evasive flyer draws you a card and puts another one of your guys back onto the battlefield. Yeah. Like that's probably pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, just recurring like death touchers, like if you just have your deck full of death touchers. Oh yeah. That like your opponent has to trade with to get rid of. And then you just keep bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a lose, lose scenario. There's and not you- really. And you're left with a 4-4 that, like, brings back your mm-hmm. Death Toucher even if you don't get in with the first one. Right. So. Or do they have, like, a bunch of, like, double strikers? Yeah. Or, or, like, first strikers first, first where they strike. just can't, like, yeah. they can't block. Yeah. And, like, okay, well, this is just a hard trade. Mm-hmm. There are sadly no first strike tramplers. <laughs> no, there are Or double strike trampler. Yeah. All right. All right. Next up in black, we have Bloated Processor. Two and a black for a 3-2 Phyrexian. Just a Phyrexian. No no uh no job here. Just a just a cla- or a race. Just Phyrexian. Uh sacrifice another Phyrexian. Put a plus one plus one counter on Bloated Processor. And when it dies, incubate X where X is its power. So the sacrifice a creature with uh, no like mana cost mm-hmm. is typically very good. Typically, it is. This isn't just sacrifice another creature, though. Unfortunately, yeah, it has to be a Phyrexian, which is kind of awkward. Yeah, like there aren't that many. Yeah, and there are even less good ones. Um, well, I mean, all of the mites are Phyrexians. Yeah. So if you can make a bunch of mites. Incinerated so, Rot Priest is Phyrexian. Like, there are, in all of magic, there are 126. Uh, oh, that's, that's just, oh, sorry, that's text that says Phyrexian. Let's look at the type line. How many type line creatures Phyrexian do we have? Um, okay, there are 457 Phyrexians. So there's like a reasonable number. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are for the, mo- the most recent couple sets. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um... But a lot of them you don't want to, like, sacrifice, right? Like, there aren't, like, a ton of, like, I guess, like, Crawling Chorus is, Mm -hmm. like, the, like, you sacrifice. No, that's actually a good one to sacrifice. And and then you make a body. Yeah. And you get to sack something else. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know my Phyrexians well enough to be, like, oh, hey. Yeah. You probably don't want to sack your Blade Steel. No. Or any of your uh, chancellors. Yeah. Because they've all been eroded to be... Phyrexian. Phyrexians, apparently. Yeah. You probably don't want to sacrifice your obliterator. No, it's probably doing doing the Lord's work of uh, being unblockable. Yep. yep. And having being annihilator... Being block. You, yeah, being <laughs> annihilator, whatever you block me with. Yeah. Um. But, oh gosh, uh, Blade Splicer is apparently a Phyrexian now. Okay. 
So like that's good. It like it makes a body on the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's enough things you want to feed to this. Yeah. But right as we get more Phyrexians. Well, I mean, are we going to get more Phyrexians? Isn't this story arc kind of done? Yeah, I guess we won't see any for a while. Yeah. In seven years, when they uh, run out of, like, Jastis League stuff or, like, I don't know, Ren's Rebellion or whatever the heck we're going to go into next. I feel like we're getting a lot of Ren's recently. I think Ren is dead. Oh, no. I think Ren, Ren and Rumbreaker died. Okay, I, I've not looked at the looked at the story. Yeah, like, I... Who's our Green Planeswalker going to be? We get going back to Vivian? Robo Nissa forever? I think they saved Nissa. I think Nissa was resurrected. Un uncompleted. Unrobotized? So yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uncompleted? Um, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, it doesn't sound <laughs> uh such stakes. This is like even yeah. worse than like a Marvel movie. At least I had to <laughs> wait like a year to find out who if they come back. Yeah. This are like, oh, they're all robots, and then in three months, it's like, yeah, no, Nahiri has yeah, hands again. It's like, Does she? I think at least in some of the box art, she has hands. Oh, okay. And the, and for the next set, she has hands. I'm sure we have a whole bunch of listeners that are like throwing things at their uh, cellular phone. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Listening, listening to us butcher the lore for this the set. <laughs> like they're not robots they're completed it's totally different it's like they have yeah. metal parts and they have oil dummy this is totally dead yeah yeah i, I don't know whatever um yep. we are not lore mages <laughs> no definitely not sorry definitely not um so yeah like they kind of put the the cost the cost on bloated processor is a deck building cost yeah, right. can, the building constraint of having Phyrexians. Yeah, can you find enough of these Yeah, that are good, that you want to actually play? Well, I mean, that's also the thing, is a lot of decks that want to abuse this effect um, like play things that specifically care about when they die or when they're in the graveyard or whatever, because you know you're going to sack them. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know how many Phyrexians have that text on them. Exactly. Like, yeah. th there aren't a bunch of Phyrexians that are like, when I die, do a thing. Right. So. So, yeah. jury's out. We will see. We will see. The next black card. Final Flourish. It's the final flourish. Uh, one in a black for an instant. Kicker. Sacrifice an artifact or creature. Target creature gets minus two, minus two till end of turn. If that spell was, or if this spell was kicked, that creature gets neg six, neg six until end of turn instead. This is um, severed strands, right? Uh, or severed yeah, thread. Uh, strands or threads? There was some something that was pretty similar to this. It might sever the severed one. Might only be. Uh... Uh, yeah, severed strands. It's yeah. only set as, as additional cost. The cat. Oh, this is to cast the spell. Oh wait, no. There's another one from Dominaria. Mm -hmm. 
that was like the same thing that had to kick her of sack a creature. Well, so I put this card on the list. I don't think anybody else cared about it. And the reason I put it on here was because I'm pretty sure it's the only card in the set with kicker. Yes, I agree. Vicious offering. weird, right? Vicious offering. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. Uh, but vicious offering gives snake five, snake five, where this gives snake six, snake six. I mean, they're doing this now, right? Where they want to yeah. make it so cards are backwards compatible. Yep. So, as opposed to, like, writing out, like, as additional co- cost to cast this, and so it doesn't key off of all the old cards that say, like, when you kick a spell, get a cupcake. Right, right? but isn't the joke that, like, every mechanic is a form of kicker? So are we just, like, eliminating huge swaths of design space by... Like making kicker like usable at any point. Yeah, instead of having like a kicker set. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that's all. It was just just a thought. Yeah. No, but I, that is... I don't necessarily think this card is like super impactful or yeah. um like great design or whatever. I just thought that kicker thing was a little interesting. Yeah, the the fact that you are right that it could be like if we just bring kicker up for everything that could be kicker, like, do we right. get, do we get escalate again? Or do they just I mean, go like, kicker, it's right? kicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's kicker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Food for thought. You guys can think about that. We're thinking. While we talk about. Ooh. The icker drinker. Mm, yummy. Single black mana for a 1-1 Phyrexian Vampire with lifelink. You can pay a black and exile Icker Drinker from your graveyard to incubate two. Activate as a sorcery. This is an okay card to sacrifice to your uh, to your bloated processor. It is. It's like it is two true. mana get an incubate. Mm-hmm. And like you don't have to do it right away. Mm-hmm. It gives you more food. Is your incubate... A Phyrexian, or is it only Phyrexian on the back? I think it's only Phyrexian on the back. Okay. It's not a Phyrexian egg or Phyrexian artifact on the front? No, unfortunately. All right. Um, Also, like, one-mana vampires are probably worth looking at anyway. Especially going into uh, Ixalan. Yep. Uh, Vampire archetype is typically aggressive, Mm -hmm. but... Not typically at the one mana spot. Like the last one mana vampire we had, I think, is like $6. And it's a common. Really? Yeah, Vampire of the Dire Moon. One mana lifelink. Oh, the lifelink death touch idiot. Yeah, God. Yeah. I totally forgot about that card. But yeah, you're right. It is expensive. Yeah. Um, I am I am traumatized remembering that card. <laughs> Yeah, no, Lifelink Death Touch is very good, and Lifelink Not Death Touch is not as good, but this also has extra utility from the graveyard. So, I think our last one-mana vampire was Cutthroat Contender from Streets of New Capenna. Oh, okay. It's uh, a one-mana 1-1 one, one that you can pay a life and give it plus one, plus zero. Oh. <clears throat> Only activate once. But if you look like Duskworn Sworn Sky Marcher, saw some <clears throat> standard play. Yep, Sky Marcher Aspirant. Yeah. Uh 
uh, Falcon Wrath Gorger. Mm-hmm. Saw a little bit of yep. plays of one mana, two one that had some text that sometimes happened. Yep. Uh, Falcon Wrath Pit Fighter. Didn't see any play, uh, but it it was from uh, AFR. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a few one mana vampires, but they. Most of them have seen play, right? Um, mm-hmm. Indulge an aristocrat as you sack a creature, put a plus one plus uh, counter on each vampire you control. Yep. Insolent Neonate, Knight of the Ebon mm-hmm. Legion. We said oh, Skymarker. Yeah, Skymarker Aspirant. Yep. Um, Stromquirk Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, a long time ago, but Stromquirk yep. Noble. Um, Visceracier. Vicious oh, yeah. Conquistador. Yeah. I played a lot of that guy. Valdurin Epicure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're a one-man a vampire, I don't know, probably 50% of the time you see some standard play. Mm-hmm. So this guy, like, isn't, like, super aggressive, right. but, like, is that, like, the you kill my stuff, I have a way to kind of, like, rebuild... And, like, mm-hmm. make a push the following turn. Yep. Or, like, you wrath me, and I have the ability to, like, pay the one, get the token, then immediately flip it and attack you for two. Well, you can only activate this as a sorcery. Oh, okay, never mind then. So, yeah. disregard that last part. Still, though, I mean, it's... Still, it, like... Extra utility out of your one drop is always good. Yes. So... Then I think we have a couple more black cards here. We are on to Render Inert. Two and a black for a sorcery. Remove up to five counters from a permanent and draw a card. I feel like it should say ten. <laughs> it should say ten. It should say ten. Um, This is maybe the best way to flip battles. Mm-hmm. It draws that you a is, card. Uh, that is why I included it here. I don't think anybody specifically asked for this one. Um, <clears throat> I I like this card for what it does with battles. Looking, mm-hmm. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. Did it flip 31 of them out of the 36? Yeah, I think I think there was only like five or six that had more than five when we were doing our mechanics episode. Yeah, so like if you are like about the backside of a battle, like this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. um. Also, for the most part, it just reads destroy target planeswalker. Yes, which is, yeah, destroy target planeswalker draw a card is pretty good. For three mana, yeah. Um, if you're interested in the battle stuff, um, Saffron Olive did an early access video that was mm-hmm. Jund Battles. Okay. Where he was just flipping them with render inert, like zero creatures. Mm-hmm. Just render inert, and then the battle that hits other battles. Okay. And was flipping them pretty easily. Yep. Um, this also resets sagas. True. 
So if it has zero lore counters on it, would just get the first one. It would get it the came first around. one. Your next okay. upkeep, yep, or your next main phase, whatever. Yeah, beginning of your next main phase. Yep. Uh, Is there anything else cool we can do with this? Two of them flip a merit lage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how we're flipping our merit lage. I could cast it and then draw the other one. <laughs> you could. It's perfect. Um, yep. I don't know. Like, I think that it is. It is interesting. But, mm-hmm. like, I think its main uses are battles and planeswalkers. Like, the planeswalker thing is great. Yeah. Like, it gets, like, just about all of them, right? Like, even if your yeah. opponent, like, upticked a Teferi, it just eats a Teferi. It's a little awkward that it's a sorcery. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that this would have been too powerful as an instant. I think in limited, if you attacked and your opponent had up three mana oh, and they could yeah, flip like true. a giant battle and just eat your thing. That's true. Like that just seems too powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. What is the invasion of Ikoria that just flips yeah. into an eight, eight. Yeah. And you're like, attack. And you're like, dummy. <laughs> Got you. So, yeah. Um, I think as an instant, probably too good, but I think, you know... Well, too good for limited. I don't know yeah. that it would have been too good No, for I don't think it would be too good though. for constructed. Uh, but it is going to be... Like, is this like a reasonable sideboard card out of black for like... Um, uh, gosh, like Dexter or Planeswalker heavy? I guess it's a little too yeah. narrow. Right, like Hero's Downfall is kind of better. Because it yeah. also gets creatures that comes in for more things, but this just seems like it could do. Is that a like nine lives solemnity deck still kicking around anywhere? <laughs> like, what would you like? What would you do with this though? Nine Take lives the counters gets counters. Off of nine lives. Oh, like it's that's the whole like solemnity makes it so it can't get counters. Oh yeah, that's right. When you go the other way, you want to put count. You want to proliferate yeah. those counters. Yeah, you are uh, correct. Sorry about that. Ah, the deck's so traumatizing. Like usually, just like zone <laughs> out when it's happening. Anyway, I will say, Unseed. haven't seen that deck in a while. Yeah. Knock on wood, haven't seen it. All right. What else do we have right. in black? We have Scornblade Berserker. Uh, single black for an 0-1 with backup one. And it has pay one, sacrifice this creature, draw a card. So is this part of a cycle with that uh, that other guy? The cryptologist? Cryptomancer? The cryptomancer? Yeah, the Saba cryptomancer. It was a single, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. That was one in a blue, right? It was one in the blue. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, so... so like, cheap backup creatures. Cheap backup creatures. That are just meant to, like, give the ability to something. Um, maybe. There's a red one that is a one one that gives yeah. that gives like a sack sack this thing ability. Uh but 
I don't think there's another uh, Streetwise Negotiator is a two mana O2 in green. Mm-hmm. And then, no, there's a white one that whenever this creature dies, put its counters on a creature you control. Okay. So, yeah, there maybe there is like it just where they're like spells. Loose cycle. Yeah, yeah a loose ish cycle. <laughs> um, so, I guess, like, what would you want to like feed to this? Um,. It's like anything you don't Shambling mind. Shamblingast. Shamblingast. Fair. Uh, I mean, that would be good, right? Like you sack it, mm-hmm. like you get to maybe kill something or make a treasure token and get a card. Mm-hmm. Like that seems reasonable. Um. Yeah, I wish there like there's no way to like kind of abuse this. Yeah. Right. It's not like. It's not perpetually. It's not. A, it's not an arena only mechanic where you could like. Right. Yeah. It's only till end of turn. Yeah. But no. I mean, like. But like, if you did put it on a kitchen finks. Oh yeah. No. Right. When it died, it would come back as a different thing. Oh, that'd be gross. Yeah. Just go through your whole deck. <laughs> uh, like you know, you have some way to like cheat the the cost and just like go yeah. through the whole thing. Um. I guess like in a sacrifice deck is like a way to get like a like a like a value sack. Like what is the uh, unlucky witness? Mm-hmm. Like getting this and then getting to like sack your unlucky witness to get two cards without having to like you know yeah. have to like kind of like it's like an extra deadly dispute kind of mm-hmm. where the extra card this you is draw also is like no one. Kind of an awkward divination, right? Because it's. Three mana, sacrifice a creature, draw two cards. Oh yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, yeah, like I think that black card would be two mana, right? It'd be like one on the black yeah. sack a creature. Like we have that something plunder well, I mean, or something. Yeah, I mean we have like oh. village rates is basically that and Fair. deadly dispute and. Yeah, we have a million of those. Never mind. Yeah. But this is like creature version of that, so decks like aristocraty stuff that cares about creatures dying. Mm-hmm. Having the extra body. Yeah, having the extra body might be worth it. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, it is interesting, but yeah, probably in a deck that like doesn't want to have the spell, just wants to mm-hmm. have like as many yeah. creatures as possible. Right. Oh, could you make like an Imore the Collector? Sack deck where you like now you have this yeah, thing to go. like you're just like oh like my deadly dispute is also a creature yep and it's like and it's a divination on the installment plan mm-hmm. right because you true. get one card on turn two if you wanted and mm-hmm. then the second card on turn three like if you're looking for a land or something yeah or if you had like a if there was any kind of temporary creature like, like maybe something ex- to be unearthed or something. Yeah, or like a red creature that's going to exile the end of turn anyway. Or mm-hmm. like I'd say ball lightning, but that's like dating myself, so I'm not going to say ball lightning. Groundbreaker is a little bit newer. Yeah, not much though. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, so we have Skele a skeletal lightning skeletal. There we go, lightning skeletal. That's that's a fresh Modern Horizons card. The kids know that. Modern Horizons one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a simpler time, Modern Horizons one. Yeah. Um. So we have we have a big decision to make. Mm-hmm. We are an hour thirty five in. Yeah. Do we call it now and do a part? part three and just go hey we got to finish all this next time i think we're gonna have to do a part three we still have all of red all of green all of multicolored all of artifacts all the double face cards and the cycles yeah so we will have to uh come back to this because we're old and a little sleepy yeah or a lot of we will finish this up uh next week yeah and maybe give some limited thoughts Maybe we'll see how much time we have, but I will. Yeah, we'll see I, how froggy we get. I will hopefully get some uh, some drafts in so I can continue the every other day limited content. <laughs> I currently have no drafts in the queue, so I've got to do one tomorrow. Okay. Well, I had to do one on Tuesday for you to watch on Wednesday. Yeah. So. All right. So with all this, I think we have a show. We have a show that's to be continued. To be continued. Yep. So if you want to reach out to us and maybe suggest some cards for red, green, and multicolor, like now, <laughs> now's your chance. We already covered the yep. first, the white, blue, and the black, but here's your chance to cover the, uh, to maybe get in the other ones. The rest. The rest. Uh, all those links are in the description, and they should mostly all work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is correct. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link. Uh, scroll back up here. Uh, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. That is uh, the new correct link. Uh, anything you purchase after following that link will help to support the show. We'll get a small percentage to help pay our bills. Um, if you want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes, so you kind of get a sneak peek about what the upcoming's, upcoming week's episode is going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, patrons also get access to our pre-show, where we kind of catch up for an hour or so, make sure all our equipment works every week, because sometimes our equipment doesn't work every week, and we got to make sure that we get the actual show out, so... We record that for the patrons, and they get to tag along as we have our technical adventures. And also, patrons get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out. Um, Roughly every other month, I send something out to our patrons as a thank you. If any of that sounds good to you, or you just want to help to support the show, you can chip a couple bucks in at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Yeah. So... With all that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>